It may look like an ordinary podcast, but this one's bigger on the inside, and it can travel anywhere in time and space. your sonic screwdrivers and your jelly babies. Grab your hats, scarves, and tighten your bow ties. You're the companion now, so get ready to run with your hosts, Jason Hunt and Paul Gann. This is Talking Time Lords. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Talking Time Lords podcast. This is the episode entitled My Doctor Who Story. I am one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, my companion on this brand new adventure, we have Paul Gann. How's it going, Paul? Hello. How's everybody doing out there in Whoville? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm excited. I am so excited to do this podcast. A little nervous, um, but... I'm just excited to finally get this thing off the ground. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> I'm happy to be along for the ride. Excellent. Excellent. So, real quick, we've got a topic for you, what we're going to talk about. Uh, but uh, before we jump into that, we just want to let you know kind of what to expect uh, from this podcast. The podcast, this is sort of a, a discussion and review-based podcast. Uh, we will have various discussion centric episodes where we talk about a topic or a character, you know, we'll have our, uh, these lists that we're going to do top five lists, top 10 lists, whatever we decide to do. We'll have a lot of fun with those. Uh, we will also be doing, um, classic and, uh, you know, previously released, uh, new who episode reviews. Um, not entirely sure what sort of schedule we'll get on that, but as we figure those out, we'll let you know. Uh, we will also be reviewing new episodes as they come out. Uh, when, Doctor Who season nine starts up this fall. Um, yes, which is an exciting <laughs> proposition. Um, yes. I'm looking forward to it coming back. Oh. <laughs> but um, we we have a lot of freedom in the fact that we we're doing more discussion based stuff. Um, so expect uh, other topics such as you know our top five doctors and top five companions, which will be episodes coming up shortly um, after this. So those will be. Those will be fun to, to sort of kick off this new podcast um, and that sort of thing. I'm, you can tell I'm totally prepared for this thing. Um, <laughs> uh, but tonight's episode is more of a sort of get-to-know-your-hosts sort of thing. So we're going to be telling our Doctor Who stories, how we uh, you know found out about Doctor Who, what we like about Doctor Who. We won't be talking about who our favorite Doctor is because that will come up on our next episode. Um <laughs> And so you have to come back for that. Um, ha, I'm already suckering you in. No. Um, <laughs> but I've got a couple questions here to help sort of guide the conversation and get things kicked off. Um, and of course, Paul, if you have a tangent that comes up, and I, if I have a tangent that comes up. Um, we, we always have tangents, right? Yes, yes. We will chase that <laughs> rabbit down the hole and probably get stuck. Um, so, um, first off, Paul, um, how did you first hear about Doctor Who? Did you hear about it before you first saw it? 
Actually, um, I was about uh, eight, maybe nine, um, the first time that I even knew it existed. Um, and at that particular point, um, uh, well, let's just put it this way. I'm significantly older than you are. Yes. Uh, probably almost doubly so. <laughs> um, Maybe so not quite. <laughs> this was, this was back, uh, I guess about 1982, somewhere around in there. Um, and we had literally, uh, I think four channels on the television at that point. And, um, one of those channels was, uh, the, uh, public broadcasting network and the public broadcasting network was showing, uh, episodes of Dr. Who, uh, on Saturdays at, at that point. And I'm not exactly sure, um, how far behind they were from the episodes that were showing in Britain, but I, I do know that they were behind because, um, I know that, uh, at that particular time, Tom Baker, uh, had been the doctor up through, uh, like 81 and in 82 and 83, I was still seeing Tom Baker episodes, uh, on the public broadcasting network. And I was just flipping through the channels and I, I, I just happened to stop on the show. And, uh, prior to that, uh, probably the biggest thing that I had seen, uh, as far as sci-fi, well, I had seen a few sci-fi things, but I had never really, uh, I guess gotten deep into the story of it or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those things I think uh, was way back. Uh, I think it was maybe four or five. I, I remember uh, episodes of Battlestar Galactica uh, way back in the day. Uh, some reruns of uh, you know Lost in Space, things like that. Um, but it wasn't something that I latched onto. Something that that resonated with me to the point where I wanted to sit down all the time and watch it. Um, and when I ran up on this, uh, it, it was like, it just, it just grabbed my attention and I was hooked almost immediately. Um, nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we should probably have mentioned the fact that both of us are, uh, American, uh, fans <laughs> yes. of Doctor Who. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, we, we come from, uh, this from a very, uh, Yank perspective, so to yes. speak. Uh, we, we're a couple of Yanks who like a British sci-fi show. So, um, and you know, why not? It's, it's incredible. Um, and for some reason I have uh, always been able to kind of, uh, associate with British television programming. There's some pretty good British television out there. So, uh, I suppose I should probably answer this question. Uh, how yes. did I first hear about <laughs> Doctor Who? Um, I am a much newer, uh, n- newcomer to, Doctor Who. It was probably about three years ago now. Um, I was going to my first ever Phoenix Comic Con, and I had had friends over the years, you know, who knew I was into sci-fi. Star Wars was and still is my a big thing um, for me. Uh, but they were like, "Oh, you, you like sci-fi? You should tr- check out the show Doctor Who." Um, and I remember thinking, "Oh, maybe someday," you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> And I remember one year I was going to, you know, sit down and and check it out or whatever. Um, It was probably at the beginning of the year, because Phoenix Comic Con is in May, end of May, beginning of June, which is coming up very fast for me um, again this year. But um, I think probably at the beginning of of that year, uh, 2012, I think it would be, I had looked into Doctor Who uh, to see, you know, if I was 
if, I, if I'd be interested. And I, then I saw how many episodes there were. And I went, oh, <laughs> this is a time commitment. Yes. And I'm just starting my, you know, this semester of college, and I don't have the time to commit to this. Maybe <laughs> later. Um, and so semester finished, and I went to Phoenix Comic Con with a friend who had recently gotten into the show. His girl, He and his girlfriend had been watching it. Um, but we went to the show, and he was pointing out to me all the different people that were cosplaying as different incarnations of the Doctor. And... Uh, David Tennant and Matt Smith doctors were were very big at the time. Um, the Fez and the Mop <laughs> was uh, very prevalent yes. at that convention. So, uh, you know, but just seeing all of those people and hearing him talk about it and pointing those out was like, I should probably check this out. You know, this <laughs> seems like a good idea. And we drove back from Phoenix because I live in Tucson, just about an hour and a half, two hours away. And we drove back from Phoenix, and that night I decided I was going to start watching Doctor <laughs> Who, um, and so I did. Uh, well, everybody, everybody was telling me start with the new series. The, there's a lot of the old series, and some of them are good, but they're mostly just very, very cheesy. And you know, the new stuff is much, much better. Um, and I'm a bit of an oddball, so I did the the very most unexpected thing that most of my friends would think. Um, I had Netflix. So I had a very limited exposure to the classic Doctor right. Who, but I was like, I want to see who this person is, you know, from the very beginning. And so I f- watched the only first Doctor storyline that they have on Netflix, which at the time, and it probably still is, uh, was the Aztecs. Yes, it still is. Okay. That's the only one that Netflix <laughs> has. Hulu Plus, by the way, much better for classic Doctor Who if you're interested in going back. Um I was but, looking at it today, actually, and uh, they, if I'm not mistaken, they only have one story arc per season for like the first 17 seasons, I think, something like that. Yeah, well, they, uh, they've only got 17 story arcs, and it sort of jumps around. They've got, mm-hmm. I think, one for the first Doctor, one for the second, I think two or three for the third, and four mm-hmm. for Tom Baker, and so on. But anyways, um, but so I watched the Aztecs first. Um, and then I watched all of the, the classic episodes that were on Netflix and then jumped into the new series. Um, and by the end of the summer, uh, I was already finding Hulu plus and, you know, all the different live, you know, uh, Dr. Who DVDs at my library system. And I was just gorging myself on Dr. <laughs> Who. Um, so, uh, I suppose that kind of answers the next question. Why did you first watch it? Um, <laughs> as well. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to add as far as why you first decided to well, watch the, it? The reason for me, I think, uh, was the TARDIS because uh, the TARDIS was, uh, it, at least in my mind, it was something completely unique, completely different. Um, the whole aspect of this blue box that's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside that fascinated me as a, as a child. You know, I just thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Um, and you know, at, at eight and nine years old, you're not focused on what the special effects look like. You're not, spo- you're not, you're, you're not focused on what costumes look like. You're focused on the story. You mm-hmm. know, if, if it's a cool story, I'm hooked, you know, and, and I'm, I'm on for, you know, I'm on this ride, you know, to find out where this is going to take me. And, uh, if, like I said, I had seen like some episodes of lost in space, things like that. This to me seemed like that it was doing sort of the same thing that lost in space was doing, but it was doing it better. You know, <laughs> um, you know, the, the characters, were believable the characters the these these were serious actors playing serious roles and you could tell that they wanted to tell a serious story and you know 
for example, like uh, with the TV show Babylon 5, um, that is sort of the same scenario they had with that show. They had great storytelling, great acting. You know, it didn't matter to me whether the CGI was bad on that show. It, it mattered to me whether the story was good. And, what you know, once the story is good, the acting is good and all of that, I'm going to, to you know, jump on that ride and take that show uh, and see where it's going to take me, you know. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, as someone who, you know, was interested in, in, in sci-fi, uh, particularly Star Wars, um, I was looking for something a little bit different. You know, Star Wars is great, um, but, you know, if you have, you know, two shows or movie franchises that are doing the exact same thing, one of them isn't necessarily needed. So mm-hmm. I wanted to broaden my sci-fi, you know, horizons. And, right. and this was a great way to do it, you know, time travel and, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, the TARDIS was definitely an interesting thing uh, to, to learn about, you know, how it's bigger on the inside. That was That's always fascinates me still it's just how big the TARDIS really is on the inside and you know they've added and lost rooms and you know <laughs> rearranged it you know 50 Some, billion different somewhere times. in there there's a swimming pool yes, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> we have seen that uh, in an episode or two uh, but um but you said your first doctor was Tom Baker correct Yes, and and uh, what was your impression of him as as the doctor? Well, I I, I thought that he was uh, he was kind of interesting because for me, uh, he seemed like he was both whimsical and wise at the same time. Um, he he seemed to to be a good hearted person, but someone that needed to be taken seriously. Um, he, he seemed a lot more complex than some of the characters that I had seen in other shows of the same ilk. Um, because, I, uh, a lot of the stuff that I had seen prior to that, um, a lot of the characters were really shallow, you know, just kind of surface type characters. And like I said, you know, this character to me seemed like it had meat, uh, and, and it made me want to find out more about that character. Uh, I, he, he, uh, he basically fascinated me from the very beginning in the way that he portrayed the character. Cool. Now, obviously due to my unconventional watching schedule, <laughs> uh, my first doctor was William Hartnell. Um, yes. <laughs> and so he's, you know, very foundational, you know, as I've gotten to know the other doctors realizing how very foundational he is yes. as far as the character is concerned. He was a very interesting character. Um, a little gruff, uh, but a bit of a know-it-all. Um, sometimes very kindly, um, but other times just, shouting and grumpy. Um, So he was a a man of extremes, which was interesting to me. And so I was interested to see where he was going to go as a character. I kind of knew the basic premise going in that he had multiple iterations and travel in time and space and that sort of thing. I kind of knew the basic idea going in. And so I was very interested to see (laughs) how that grew. Um, But I wasn't quite expecting William Hartnell when I first started, you know, Um, (laughs) as, as a, you know, I'm used to, you know, the, the older characters being, you know, wise and gentle like Master Yoda was in, or Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi was in Star Wars. Right. Um, and he was, you know, he could be wise and he could be gentle, but then he could just yell at you for getting something wrong, you know. And and I think that you do get to see the um, the evolution of the character uh, mm-hmm. that he that he plays uh, over time, that he does become a, a more uh, gentle 
uh, hearty character. Right. He still he still has some of that gruff exterior, but you can see over time where he begins to actually care about other people, as opposed to saying, "Well, this isn't my responsibility. I, I shouldn't be involved in this. You know, let right. them fend for themselves." Let's be honest. Uh, the I think the first. Uh, 12 or 13 episodes, maybe, uh, I was seeing that type of uh, uh, attitude with him. This is not my affair. I need to stay away from this. Let them take care of that. That's their problem. Right. And he changed from that to somebody who actually cared about other people. And I think that's a really nice story arc. Right. And, of course, the Aztecs. Character arc. Yes. And, of course, the Aztecs is probably, I think it's the fourth or fifth storyline ever. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's still in the first season. So you've still got that, you know, cranky, gruff right. um, old man as William Hartnell. So he does get very, um, you know, eager and invested in what's going on in, in the Aztecs. So you can, he's starting to get that nice balance between, you know, who he w- is at the start and who he becomes at the end of his run um, as the doctor. So that was kind of cool. But um, what was your first regeneration like? And were you expecting it? <laughs> no, I was not. See, I went into this not having any previous knowledge of the doctor at all. I went into this, not realizing that there were previous incarnations in my my mind i was thinking that tom baker was the the first and only doctor and so um uh when i first saw that episode where he had that regeneration uh it blew my mind because i'm sitting there and i'm looking at this and and i'm thinking well, first of all i'm thinking i know that he's they didn't just kill off my favorite character you know um uh, you know, they, how are they going to have a show if they killed off my favorite character? And so I'm thinking, well, this must be the last episode of the show. Uh, and the next thing I know, uh, he stands back up and he's a completely different person. And I'm just blown away. And, and I'm thinking, I don't know how I feel about this. This, <laughs> this, this, this is, this is not, this is not right. This is not cool. Of course, you know, I'm eight, nine years old. You know, I'm not thinking in terms of, well, let's see where this story takes me. I'm thinking of in terms of this was my favorite character. They've messed up my favorite character. You know, <laughs> I'm sure that some newer fans probably felt the same way when David Tennant turned into Matt Smith. But you know, mm-hmm. uh, but that that was my first uh, that was my first uh, experience with finding out about regenerations, and uh, it took me. It took me a minute to to wrap my head around it and to to be able to say, well, maybe I can give this this new doctor a shot. Maybe I can see where this is going to go from here. Um, yeah, because it, it, it was something that I totally did not expect to happen. <laughs> I, I can it's, imagine, it's, especially to have that drastic of a change from looking this way to looking completely different. You know, right. In my mind, I'm thinking, well, if he's regenerating, why does he look that different? Why, why does he dress that different? You know, and I didn't understand that each incarnation had a different personality. And uh, all, you know, obviously, mostly the, all of the same memories, uh, but just almost like, I guess you'd say that somebody took a diamond and turned it to a different facet mm. so that you're looking at a different facet of the same person. Uh, That's a really neat way to put, of putting that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... Which, to be honest with you, I fully expect at some point that we'll end up seeing the Doctor's inner child or something at some point, you know, uh, where he will regenerate and be like 15 years old or something. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would be really funny to see. Go from Capaldi to a (laughs) 15-year-old. I think that would be really fun. Uh, 
you know, he's going to look like a, a, a kid. He's going like to look like a teenager, and he's going to be the smartest guy in the room, and nobody's going to want to listen to him because he looks like a child. I think that would be so funny. Oh, that is an <laughs> awesome idea. I hope Stephen Moffat is listening. Um, I really think that would be funny. I think, I mean, oh. it, it, would, it would be humorous, but it'd be, I think, good storytelling at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I've never thought of that. You just kind of blew my mind there. That's really kind of awesome. Oh, man. Well, my first experience with Regeneration, I went into the show knowing that there was multiple versions and um, that the, the transition from one to the other is called a Regeneration. That's kind of all I knew, though. Um, but due to the very limited you know, amount of episodes on Netflix, um, it took me several doctors before I got to see a Regeneration in person. The, the first episode of uh, the third Doctor, John Pertwee, mm-hmm. uh, on Netflix picks up you know, right after he's regenerated and he, you know, falls out of his TARDIS, newly regenerated and, you know, in the middle of a forest. Um, but I, I didn't see that yet. <laughs> but I, I didn't get to see that happen. I didn't know what was going on there. And right. so um, we didn't get to see, I didn't get to see the transition from Pertwee to Baker. I didn't get to see the transition from Tom Baker to Peter Davidson. It took me to uh, one of the Peter Davidson episodes that they have on Netflix Um Caves of Androzani, which is one of the best episodes of Doctor Who, a classic Doctor Who ever, um, where he regenerated into okay, Colin now Baker. You're giving me more homework. I, <laughs> I am. You're giving me more homework. Well, it has it has one of the most uh, dramatic and impactful moments um, of the Doctor period, in my opinion. Um, in I think it's the, the end of the third episode. Uh, of that of that arc but but anyway he regenerates into colin baker on screen and that's the first time i've seen this and it's a very odd regeneration out of all of them it's one of the weirdest because you know he's poisoned and he doesn't really understand what's you know if it's going to work this time and he you know has flashes of you know his companions and then his enemies and you know the master flashes in front of his mind saying die 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 and the screen just sort of you know, fades into this weird purple-orange effect that's, you know, pulsating at you, and then all of a sudden, it, it's it gone, and Colin Baker sits up, and I was like, whoa, that was <laughs> fast. You know, well, not fast, but that, that was sudden. You know, are all of the regenerations like that? And, you know, come to find out, obviously, later on, I was able to see more of them, and no, not all of them. Some of them are more, you know, smooth, obviously. There's and- a couple of... It but seems, it was. It seems like that each generation, each regeneration, I should say, looks different too. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the new series, all of the different regenerations have have looked different in some way. Yeah, uh, there's, there's something unique about each regeneration. Yes. So, um, which is good. I think it's great. Uh, but it was just very sudden and a little bizarre to see that one. You know, as my first real experience with a regeneration, I was like, "Whoa, this is weird." Um, but I like it because, you know, I'm a very weird person. But um, <laughs> as if you continue to listen to this, folks, you will find out. Um, He's not alone. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, so that was my first, you know, going in, knowing that this was happening and then finally getting to see it, you know, five doctors in. Um, you know, it was it was a bit of a of a jolt um, because I didn't expect it to happen in that episode either. So. I was watching the episode going, oh, this is, this is crazy. How, he's gonna, how is he going to get out of this situation? Oh, he's not? You know, <laughs> oh, 
oh, that's interesting. You know, <laughs> it's, you know, no, not knowing that that was going to be the last right. episode of, of Peter Davidson, you know, like we know now, you know, oh, this is going to be the regeneration episode. We all know. And, and see, sometimes I wish they wouldn't do that. Sometimes I wish that they would leave that completely to uh, be able, you know, for us to find out in the moment. Right. Because I think that that, that would be uh, so much more um, uh, intense and, and entertaining, I think, for the fans if mm-hmm. we did not know, you know, three months in advance, oh, well, you know, this episode at Christmas or whatever is going to be the last episode for this actor, you know. Right. Um, I think sometimes I can go too far with, with sharing that information. And right. It takes takes it out, takes takes a little bit of it away from me, I think. Yeah, it takes a little bit of the tension out. Yes. Um, the interesting thing is, is going back and, and looking at some of the, you know, the episode lists um, is the episode where Peter Davison regenerates is not the last episode of that season. There's um, a whole, I think, I think there's one entire storyline of Colin Baker um, that's still, that, that ends that season. Mm-hmm. And so I think it would be cool if, you know, they announced, you know, here's the next Doctor, and then all of a sudden they decide to slip him in, like, two or three episodes before the end of the season, you know, do the regeneration two or three episodes before the end of the season, when everybody's expecting him at the season finale, you know, like we've seen so far. I think it'd be kind of right. cool if, if they did that, sort of surprised us, you know, oh, you thought we were going to wait for the finale, did you? Ha, here's, <laughs> you know, here's the new Doctor, you know, but, um, <laughs> you know, that's, you know, I think that'd be kind of interesting to try, um. Anyway, next question is, uh, what about Doctor Who kept you coming back for more? Um. Oh, wow. Well, to be honest, at first, when I first started watching it, I, I didn't even know at the very first time I started watching it that the TARDIS was actually a time machine. I, I just thought it was a ship. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the, I, I quickly realized what it was after I'd started watching it a little bit, but... Um, I think one of the things I think was the the diversity of uh, uh, the different villains and and uh, and the fact that uh, every time that they started a new story arc, it didn't feel jarring as if okay we're going to stop the story here and we're going to pick the story back up. It felt like a smooth transition, as if it was still part of the pre-existing story that they had before, um, and so it it just felt natural to me to to you know want to know what's going to happen next especially with the, with the way they had the stories broken up in you know two or three four five six parts sometimes uh for an for a story arc uh it's you know it just felt like well this just the next part of the story you know even though it started another story arc it just felt like a smooth transition as just this is just the next part of the story and uh, i think i think that the well, first of all, I think it was the storytelling, because mm-hmm. that that is a, a a key thing for me. If I don't like the storytelling, I can't stick with the show. Uh, it, whether the you know the acting can be phenomenal, whatever. If I don't connect with the characters and the way the stories are told, that's that's a big uh, break, a deal breaker for me. Um, and I never had an issue with with not connecting with the characters. I never had an issue with. Uh, being taken out of the story. I was always engaged in the stories. Um, and let's be honest, uh, when you see the Daleks on screen as a kid, you, you definitely want to come back for more, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cause those, uh, 
those guys caught my attention right off the bat. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, what kept me coming back is just the possibilities, you know, of where and when he could go. Right. Um, all the new places. It was a grand adventure, you know, that the Doctor was on. That, and of course, just the character of the Doctor in general, you know, is is a fascinating character and one that, you know, is very easy for people to latch on to, um, at least from my perspective. Um, it was easy for me to latch on to. Uh, but um, he was he was someone that as he changed and as, you know, time went on, you could see the, the years and the different adventures and the different, you know, trauma that he had seen or experienced that, you know, weigh on him. And occasionally you'd see something, you know, a reference to it and how he'd respond to it, that sort of thing. And it was something that um, as the show progressed, as I got, you know, continued to, to explore the, uh, the world of Doctor Who, the fact that it, you know, continued to reference previous events that we had already seen. Yes. You know, was fascinating to me. It's it's one of the most self-referencing shows I've ever watched. Um, and I like it. Um, but just the possibilities, the, you know, the excitement of when and where is he going to show up next and what kind of adventure is this fascinating character of the doctor going to be on this episode? You know, that's, that's, that's something I, I was noticing yesterday watching uh, some of the episodes uh, of the, uh, the fifth doctor, I noticed that some of the things that I saw in some of the episodes of the Fifth Doctor matched some things that I had seen in the new series, uh, and vice versa. They 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 referenced back to the Fifth Doctor for some of the the costuming and some of the the uh, uh, visuals uh, that I had seen in the new in the new series. I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and on on that note, uh, how many doctors? Have you seen? I have finally seen them all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had some really grueling homework. No, it was really fun. Um, I got to go back and, and see some of the uh, the doctors that I had not gotten a chance to see. Um, and I cheated a little bit. I watched the the five doctors and I watched the three doctors. Uh, so I, I got to see some of the the, uh, the doctors in the same episodes together. Um, but... Uh, uh, at this point, the the one I've seen the least of is Seventh Doctor. Uh, I plan to fix that. Um, I, but now, just to be honest, for me, uh, I've never been somebody that wants to watch stuff out of order. Uh, if I watch a show, I always want to start from the beginning and work my mm-hmm. way through. So it's 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 going against my my. Uh, uh, your my, natural grain. Yes, it's going against my natural grain to to skip from one doctor to the next and watch different story arcs but because they are broken into story arcs it it makes it easier for me to do that and see it as a self-contained story as opposed to going into this and not knowing what's going on um so that that does make it easier but i i do intend to uh to get uh uh, a little bit of a feel for each one and then go back and, and watch them all from the beginning all the way through uh that nice. is that's my goal is to see every episode all the way through the new series uh from front to back awesome <laughs> um i part of the reason why i started this podcast is because uh i have i have seen all of the doctors um uh, every single one of them uh the good the bad and the ugly um i have not seen every episode uh there are still a couple of holes um obviously there are some missing episodes that are just not available anywhere um 
but uh, well, not in their complete format anyway. Not, not in their complete form, you know. Either you know, some of them are you know just audio with images or yes. you know things of that nature. But um, I, I've got I've got a couple holes, especially in um, some of the classic eras. But um, I've seen most of I think I've seen most of all of the Doctor's episodes, um, and I know I've seen all of the sixth doctor mm-hmm. all of the seventh doctor i've seen every episode from the sixth doctor on let's just put it that way i've got a couple of holes um in one two three four and five but um it, it's just exciting and the fact that i'm you know at this point where i'm you know going on my second complete watch through right now um i am i've just started david Tennant. uh so it's it's almost over <laughs> uh, it'll be done before the new season starts so that's the goal um <laughs> But, uh, you know, going through the second complete watch through, I was like, I need some place to talk about Doctor Who, which is one reason why Talking Time Lords exists. So, Well, the, the cool thing, too, is now that we've had a chance to talk about some of this stuff a little bit, you can actually go back and look for some things that we've talked about mm-hmm. in the episodes. Like, for example, The End of Time. Uh, I know we've talked about a couple of things in that that has to do with the Weeping Angels and things uh, that you can go back and look for in that episode. Oh, yes. So... Oh yes, <laughs> but um, we 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 will probably have episodes discussing various elements of those things uh, <laughs> at future points. Um, let's see which where's my next question. So, uh, next question is, um, how well is your fandom held up over time? So. <laughs> it's never ended. Uh, <laughs> well, now this is just a just a little history. Um, you know, I, I started out with uh, with uh, Tom Baker. Uh, moved into, uh, uh, and now I've gone blank. Uh, <laughs> moved into Peter Davidson, um, and uh, there were gaps all over the place with both of those because of the way that I had to go about trying to watch them. Um, I, you know, if my parents wanted to watch something on TV, you know, well, tough. You know, you don't get to watch Doctor Who. Uh, so you know, I, I go over like to my friend Charles's house. Um, He's the one I told you about before. And mm-hmm. I'm, I actually got him interested in watching the show because I was like, dude, you got to see this show. It comes on Saturday afternoons. And, you know, I was telling him all about it. And he's like, you know, he, he's, he's a little younger than I am. But but he was looking at me like I'd lost my mind. You know, what are you talking about? This blue box. And, you know, so he, he I, I start watching it with him and he was immediately hooked. And, you know, if if I was ever able to be at his house on a Saturday afternoon, that was what we were watching. We were, nice. you know, it was like, we, we've got to find out if the, if the, if, the, if there's an episode coming on today, you know? And, uh, and sometimes it was a little bit hard to follow storylines because we didn't always get to see every episode. And so we would have to try to, you know, pick up on what was happening next and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And luckily, uh, when there were multiple episodes in a story arc, sometimes we would be able to pick up and say, well, we know what's happening now. We know what we saw before. So we can kind of fill in the blanks of what happened between this and this. Right. So, but, uh, uh, when it got to the sixth doctor, I literally, I did not get to see that regeneration. Um, and I did not get to see hardly any episodes at all of the sixth doctor. It was, it was one of those things where, uh, Episodes were becoming more and more difficult to find uh, in my area, and uh, I don't know if that had something to do with um, uh, the fact that 
maybe in certain areas interest had gone down in the show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, let's, I'll just be honest with you in the area that I live in, those types of shows, especially back in those days were not nearly as prevalent anyway. Mm-hmm. So to find something like that for me, it was like finding a diamond somewhere. It's like, Oh, this, this is so awesome. You know, there's nothing else like it. And so, uh, I really, I started losing the ability to, to find those episodes once right. I, I got into the sixth doctor. Um, which is the reason why I, I had actually never seen anything at all other than just tiny little clips of the seventh doctor and some photographs and things like that. And, uh, uh, until more recently. Um, but I did know, uh, I did hear about it in some way whenever the series was canceled. And I knew that I knew when that happened and it, and it kind of upset me because I felt like, well, now I'll never get a chance to be able to watch this again. And then, you know, I got out of high school and going on about my life. And suddenly out of nowhere, here comes this made for TV movie (laughs) and I'm going, Oh my God. Oh my God. They're going to start it back up. This, you know, this is so awesome. And so, you know, I like, I, I knew I had to be home when this thing came on and started watching it from the beginning. And of course, the way things always go, you know, there's storms that night. So the signal, oh, the, the signal, no. the signal's not great. I'm watching it on a snowier kind of picture and whatnot, you know, but I was getting the story and I was, I was enjoying it at that time, you know, and, and for the time when it came out, I mean, let's just be honest. It, it was pretty good for the time that it came out. The special effects were pretty good. You know, they, they had updated the, the inside of the TARDIS. They had, you know, done a lot of things uh, to make it look, you know, more polished and more, you know, uh, modern, uh, for the times and everything, uh, revamped some of the music, things like that. And I'll just be honest. I thought Paul McGann's performance as the doctor was outstanding. Uh, I thought he did a really good job and he, he didn't have an opportunity to do more with that character. And I thought that was a really, a really bad thing. You know, I think we could have seen a lot more out of him in that role. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, the, and I may be off, when I, when I say this, but I, I heard somewhere that, uh, that was actually try the, the, there was an American, uh, company that was supposed to be trying to pick up the show and, and start it up again in America. Uh, and somehow or another, it supposedly had some kind of loose ties with Steven Spielberg or something. I don't really know, <laughs> but because the ratings for that TV movie were low, I, I can't remember. I think it may have come on on a Friday or Saturday night. I can't remember. Um, but let's just, it may have even been a Sunday night, but it wasn't, it wasn't shown, at least in my opinion, at a, at a time where they were shooting for their, their best uh, shot for the demographic. Um, because mm-hmm. let's be honest that the show has always been focused more toward a slightly younger audience uh, in the past uh, not so much now as it was back then, but in the past, mm-hmm. it was in the past it was more a slightly younger audience, right? And there there just weren't ratings for it, and so what was supposed to actually be like a pilot to start a new series went nowhere, and gotcha. that that broke my heart. I was like, oh man, out this is this just can't happen, you know. So I'm thinking, well, it's done, it's over with, never going to be able to see this again, and um, I was. I think I was telling you about this before. Right. Um, uh, it was back in, I guess, 2005 now. Um, uh, I was late at night. I'm 
thumbing through the channels and I come up on the sci-fi channel and um, I had the sound turned down so that I wouldn't wake up the house. And uh, I see the trailer for the series, the new series. I had no idea of knowing what it was. They'd not shown the TARDIS. They'd not shown, you know, uh, anything that would very clearly indicate that this was Doctor Who. And I had no way of being able to hear it because the sound was turned down. And the lights were out. The only the only light in the room was from the TV screen. And uh, it was like I'm flipping through the channels, and I, there was some other stuff that I watched on Sci-Fi at that time. So I put the remote down, and the trailer comes on. And I see this trailer, and I don't know what it was. Immediately it hit me in my mind. I said, oh, my God, that's Doctor Who. <laughs> and and I don't it was I don't know if it was the the sets or if it was the 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 uh, the air that Christopher Eccleston put off what what it was it was just immediately I was like oh my god that's got to be Doctor Who that has to be Doctor Who so I'm fumbling trying to find the remote you know in the dark I pick up the remote by the time I finally get the volume turned up I've already missed the rest of the trailer I missed the title of the show, I had absolutely no idea of knowing what this show was, but in my mind, I know this is Doctor Who. So I start looking online to try to find out what's going on, and then I found it that, that this was the new show of Doctor Who, and I was like, I knew it! I knew that was Doctor Who! And so <laughs> you know, I had to immediately find out then when they were going to air these shows, and at that point, there was the same type of situation that there, that there uh, was uh, in the previous show, where you had uh, uh, a delay from the time that they were shown in Britain to the time that they were shown in America. So these shows, I think, had shown like an entire year before in Britain, but we were just getting them now in America at that point. Uh, so it may have been 2006 at that point when I when I found the show um, because I started watching them uh, on Sci-Fi Channel. I found out when they were going to come on, I DVR'd them. <laughs> And I started. I came home late from work one night. Uh, I think it was maybe on a Friday or something. And I sat down and I started binge watching <laughs> the, the new show. And and it was kind of kind of interesting because I remember it went from season one. Uh, there was only maybe I think a two or three month gap. I think, and it was going straight into season two. And so I didn't have that big of a of a wait to to mm-hmm. see what was happening in season two because right. they were catching you up because they were going to show season two. Um, and so, uh, but it was, it was a really big shock for me at that point too, because I wasn't expecting a regeneration that quickly in the new show. I was, uh, I was definitely not expecting that. Uh, but I've been, I've been on board ever since. It's a cool ride, dude. Awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, my Dr. Who fandom being, so much shorter um, hasn't uh, hasn't died at all. If anything, it's it's only gotten <laughs> bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, I know I drive my brother nuts uh, running around <laughs> with my sonic screwdriver. Um, I want one of those <laughs> fourth fourth doctor sonic screwdriver. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I want but, um, I want the blue one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that that's a good one too. Um, mine's better. No. <laughs> But just um, seeing how my my story is so much shorter, I don't have as much to say. But the, the fandom for for the show is has really just never. It, I've never had a chance to really let there be a lull in it because there's just so much 
to to take in as far as Doctor Who. Um, and by the time I'd get caught up in one area, the new <laughs> stuff would be out, and then I'd you know watch all the new stuff, and then you know that would end, and I'd you know go back and you know fill in all the gaps from you know the other things, and then by the time I'm done with that, the new <laughs> stuff is back again, and so it was one of those things where, um, and honestly, I think the first season I watched live uh, mm-hmm. was Matt Smith's final season, um, so really? season seven. Yeah, I think it's the first season I watched live, and I would go over to. Uh, my friend Kyle's house, who introduced me to Doctor Who um, every week, and we'd watch it then, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was the, the first time I I watched the series live. Um, you know, the rest of it was Netflix or Hulu or DVDs right. and that, that sort of thing. Um, but uh, I haven't really been given a break yet <laughs> with my Doctor Who fandom. You know, <laughs> it's almost three years now, and, and I've, I haven't caught a break yet. Um <laughs> And then I've got a couple of other things I'll talk about when we get to our next question. But um, or, or I, I will I will say this: um, when I started the new series, I wasn't a hundred percent sure how I was feeling about it because I was so used to the old older series, mm. and even even the movie had a tone, at least in the way the story was told, that felt similar to the to the original series. Even though that the the visuals and things were different, it still had a tone that felt similar to the original series. Um, so when I got into the new show, I, I was, I was like, you know, Hey, I'm on board for this. I'm going to see where this is going to take me, but I really wasn't 100% hooked until the Dalek episode in that first season. Oh, nice. And when I wow. saw that, that episode, I knew at that point, I'm never going to stop watching this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Because that, that brought everything from my childhood and everything back, you know? Right. And I've had – it's weird for me because I have watched so much in such a small amount of time mm-hmm. that it takes me a lot – It and the changes in tone between the classic and the new and the movie, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't really register as much because I'm just like, it's more Doctor Who, more Doctor Who, more Doctor right. Who. You know, so, um, you know, not, not – not having the time to get used to a specific style or used to a specific doctor. You know, I haven't really, you know, I, I like specific doctors more than others, but I haven't had a doctor to really just get comfortable with and to take, right. you know, spend a lot of time with because I've watched so much in such a small amount of time. So it's, it's very interesting when I, you know, people, you know, tell me how, you know, sad they were, the tenant left or how devastated they were when Matt Smith was leaving or that sort of thing, you know, um, or, you know, even you with Tom Baker, you know, that sort of thing. It's one of those things where people are like, oh, man, it's such a, you know, you know, such a oh, terrible, not terrible, uh, difficult thing to let go of this, this right. actor, this person, you know. And I'm like, I'm just ready for the next one because this is cool. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I haven't had the time to really settle in and get comfortable with a doc with one specific doctor yet. And so I'm wondering what will happen when Capaldi regenerates, how that'll affect how that will affect me. Um, hopefully he won't do that for another couple of seasons. Um, I'd like to see him stick around for like four seasons or something. Um, I'm still getting used to him to be honest. With you, so, <laughs> so it, I accepted him almost instantaneously just because like I said, you know, it's so many doctors in such a small time. So I, you know, going from, you know, Hartnell to Smith in less than, oops, it, I just it took smacked me, my mic. I'll not gonna lie about it. It took me a full season to get used to Matt Smith after, after the regeneration. Wow. Uh, I mean, it wasn't that I didn't like Matt Smith. It was that I just wasn't used to him playing that part. Right. And so it, 
he had to grow on me over that first season. And by the end of that first season, I, I was on board. You know, I was like, you know, hey, this dude's great. You know, I love this guy. Um, right. But especially for the first two or three episodes after I, I was like, I, I don't know if I'm feeling this guy or not. It's just <laughs> so different, you know, uh, especially with the fish fingers and custard and, and you know, <laughs> things like that, uh, which was completely offbeat. You know, f- and completely opposite from from what we had just previously seen, right? <laughs> right. But you know, with my first experience being Netflix, and obviously I didn't find out Hulu Plus had a bunch more classic episodes until after I had caught up on the right. new series at the time. You know, going from Hartnold to Matt Smith in like three or four months. You know, you know, going from you know each of those doctors in such a small amount of time, you don't you don't really take the time to get really invested in them because you're like, I just want to see the next one. I got to see the next one. Got to see the next one. Got to see the next one. (laughs) So it was one of those things where, you know, now that I'm having to just simply because I'm getting so caught up on stuff, slow things down because, you know, now the next thing is going to take, you know, an entire season to get through and we'll have (laughs) all this time with Peter Capaldi and, you know, yes, that sort of thing is going to be an interesting experiment for me to see how that, how that all works. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's he's, get on. he's grown on me a lot. I will say I, that. I really enjoy him. I really enjoy him. Um, but now he, uh, he, he, to me, he feels a lot. Uh, he has a vibe to him that almost feels like a mixture to me of the first and sixth doctors. Uh, yes. Yes. William Hartnell and Colin Baker. Yes. For those. Uh, it, yeah, he definitely. They were definitely getting a first Doctor vibe, you know, right off the bat, and then, and then, you know, the the volatility and the the sort of almost pendulum swing as far from like angry to kind, you yes. know, happens in there, and that's definitely Colin Baker. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we will talk more about that at some other time. <laughs> um, Just thought but, I'd throw uh, that in there. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, but of course, obviously, with a lot of his own take on the doctor. Oh yeah, everybody, everybody's got, and you have to have that, you know, because if you're just, you know, mashing up previous doctors, that's not that interesting. So, <laughs> well, it is but, part um, of being different facets of the same person, though. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, where is your Doctor Who story now? You know, where, where are you at now? Like we've kind of, you know, oh, wow. alluded to some of this stuff. Um. Already, well, but. I'll just give you an example. Um, last two Christmases in a row, I've gotten in trouble for uh, <laughs> insisting that we have to watch the Doctor Who episode while it's airing live yeah. during the family Christmas get-together. <laughs> because I can't miss it. It's coming on. I have to see it. You know, uh, <laughs> I don't want to wait and watch it tomorrow. You know, uh, it, it, It's just become that important for me. Uh, it's, nice. it's yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess for me right now, it's it's sort of at this place where I'm sitting on the edge of my seat, going, "What's next? What's next? This is you know, this is exciting. You know, I'm really looking forward." And of course, you know, for both of us, it where it is now is we're starting a podcast all about it. So um, <laughs> you know, that's a new way to do things. Um, and I guess this is. Um, this is sort of bleed into the the last question here is um, how do you express your your Doctor Who fandom or you know your Whovianness? 
Uh, it's like it's it's like I said before. Um, there are ways that you want to express it, and then there are ways that you're able to express it. Um, and sometimes financial situations and things have bearing on that. Um, one of the things that I would like to do uh, is uh, do some cosplay at some point. I think that would be really fun. Uh, of course, you know, kind of need to have some place to do that. Uh, and this is not. <laughs> I, I live in the devil's armpit, so <laughs> you know we don't we don't have those types of uh, of things in my area. So I'm going to have to find a con or something to go to in order to really be able to enjoy that uh, and appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if you and I at some point were able to go to a con together, I thought it'd be kind of cool if maybe you went as the doctor and I went as the master. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I think yes. I could, I think I could pull that character off. Nice. Uh, but uh no the biggest thing that I'm doing at this point is trying to spread the fandom. Uh I I've gotten pretty much my entire family uh watching the new shows. Um my wife is catching up on them on Netflix. My uh my son, my 12-year-old son has now gotten to the point to where uh he wants to come over here and he wants to watch the show with the family, you know. Yes. Uh, he when he was younger it, there were certain episodes that he he would not want to watch because he would think, well, it's scary. You know, I don't want to watch this. And he's gotten to the point now where he he just wants to see the next show. He wants to see where it's going to go from here. <laughs> and uh, so, being able to share the fandom with friends and 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 I, I'm actually trying to get my my nephew to come over uh, this weekend if I possibly can and see if I can get him to binge watch the Eccleston uh, season with me oh, nice. uh, because he's 14. No, actually he just turned 15 today. I'm sorry. Uh, he's 15. He's of that generation where, you know, let's just fa- face it. They're, they're going and watching Avengers and stuff at the movies. He's not going to be able to latch onto the classic episodes the same way that somebody like me would be able to. He's going mm-hmm. to have to start on the new shows and then grow from there. Right. Um, so I'm trying to get him to come over and watch the Eccleston uh, season with me uh, on Netflix so that I can spread the fandom to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's a good season. Uh, and as someone who just finished it earlier this week, I can say Eccleston is a great, great doctor. So Oh, he's um, fantastic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's fantastic. It's, uh, that's very true. Um, I guess oh, oh, I express my fandom. Fantastic. Uh, yes. Fantastic. <laughs> um, and this is something that sort of, uh, transitioned from my, my star Wars <laughs> fandom. I'm a collector. Um, I've got a bunch of action figures and, you know, books and things like that from Star Wars. And so when I started getting into Doctor Who, I was like, well, that's just sort of the natural way that this is going to go. And I, I don't have as big, nearly as big a collection, obviously, because um, now I'm a poor college student, poor college graduate, you know, uh, as of last week or <laughs> um, or maybe two, depending on when this gets aired. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but I've got a, a couple of figures. I've got a fourth Doctor, a canine, a Dalek. um and a three pack from uh, the the Pyramids of Mars villains uh, set. Uh, I still so haven't s- gotten to see that yet. Oh, it's such a fun episode! So it's got Sutek <laughs> and a couple of mummies. Um, and then uh, one of the big things I'm doing right now is I'm reading Doctor Who. Uh, I've decided to collect a lot of the Doctor Who novels more so than I ever uh, got into collecting books uh, for Star Wars. Um, and I'm actually about a third 
of the Way Through the Sands of Time by Justin Richards, which is a Fifth Doctor story, um, and it's the last book in the the Monster Collection that came out a year or so ago um, in bookstores. Um, so that's that's fun. My next book is going to be the the War uh, the Engines of War story with the War Doctor. So finally get to see a little bit more of him. Uh, so that's exciting. Oh, nice. Um, but the other thing I do is um, I do have a fourth Doctor costume, and so I cosplayed yes. uh, cool. as the as the fourth <laughs> Doctor um, a couple of times, and that will be in about a week and a half. I will be doing it yet again at Phoenix Comic Con. So I'm so uh, jealous, so excited to to <laughs> dust that dust off the old scarf and and get out there again. So I, I'm giving a lot of hints as to what you know. Maybe my favorite doctor is. I just noticed that. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, I, my next Doctor Who cosplay is hopefully, and, and this may take you know a while uh, because there's going to be a lot of stuff that I'll have to buy and not just make, is going to be the seventh doctor um, with his question mark you know, yes. pullover and his umbrella. And He's everything. got a really cool costume. It's you know I, I know some people are a bit put off by the the yellow and pink and you know of the the pullover and everything, uh, but I it's it's just an odd costume and he's you know but he's an odd doctor so it fits and you know well, the, the the outfits for five six and seven were a little bit more colorful and a little bit more uh, edgy I think mm-hmm. uh, than some of the ones that came before right. And it's funny, you know, those are some of my favorite costumes. Um, I wonder what that says about me. Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so that's how, you know, obviously, of course, you know, watching the episodes. And I've got most of the um, the soundtracks, you know, on my iPod, too. So I listen to Doctor Who mu- music a lot. And whenever I'm reading the the Doctor Who novels. I always put my Doctor Who playlist on and I put it on shuffle <laughs> and I listen to the music while I'm reading the book. So yes. something I something I picked up from my Star Wars reading because you always have to listen to the Star Wars music when you're reading your Star Wars book. So why not do the same thing with Doctor Who? I do that you with know? Spotify, so <laughs> Nice. Nice. It's a free way to do it. <laughs> At least for now. <laughs> At least for now. So Alright, well any other uh information about your Doctor Who story that you want to get out there before we start, uh, you know, wrapping this, this up? Well, I, I think it's kind of cool. Um, I was watching, uh, like I said, uh, this past week especially, I've watched a lot of Doctor Who in this past week. Uh, I've, I've actually jumped around a lot. I've, I've watched some of the Eccleston episodes. I've, I've watched uh, some of the Colin Baker episodes. Um, uh both second and third doctors a little bit. Um, and uh, every time the the music, the theme music comes on, my, my 18 month old starts dancing in his, uh, <laughs> in his playpen. I think that's just absolutely amazing. He already has a TARDIS onesie, so I think it's only appropriate, you know, uh, mm. but he loves that theme music. And every time that, that I'm watching one of those episodes, he's just sits there glued to the screen. He, he's just amazed <laughs> by what's going on. Nice. So I'm just I'm just glad it's a TARDIS onesie and not a TARDIS diaper, because <laughs> I wouldn't want that to be bigger on the inside. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I've got pictures of him in his onesie. I may have to post one of those to the Facebook. Page. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, that reminds me. If you're curious, folks, uh, about my my fourth Doctor cosplay, and it, it's his it's his first outfit. 
Um, there's a couple of pictures uh, on our Facebook page, and we'll give you all the information about where that is, um, of me in the costume on there. So if you're curious about that, uh, go check those out. But um, but yeah, tonight um, I'm gonna I've got laundry I need to fold, and so I'm gonna be putting on <laughs> uh, Doctor Who again, um, Tooth and Claw from uh, Tenant's first season uh, is my next episode. So that's a good um, one. It is, and then School Reunion, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing oh, Sarah Jane and really K9 good again. Really good um, one. So very much looking forward to seeing Sarah Jane and K9 again. So I'll probably end up watching both of those later tonight. Um, but anyways, I suppose I should mention this um, on our bathroom door. Uh, I have a TARDIS hand painted on my bathroom door uh, <laughs> with a male and female symbol on either side of it, <laughs> representing the Doctor and his companion. Uh, I thought that was pretty neat. Uh, have I have a TARDIS rug in my bathroom and a TARDIS soap <laughs> dispenser in my bathroom? So wow. yeah, you're getting <laughs> and a TARDIS on the back windshield of my car. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, I've got a, I've got quite a few <laughs> Dr. Who art prints on my wall, um, surrounding my desk. So it's very nice to just look up over my shoulder and voila, I've got, you know, a 50th anniversary, uh, print sitting right up there, which looks very awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm jealous of that too, by the way. <laughs> uh, I'll need to take a picture of that and share that with folks <laughs> on our Facebook page and Twitter. Um, but uh, I only have one Doctor Who t-shirt, and that needs to change. Um, and I only have one as well. So uh, the good news is I'm going to Comic-Con in a week and a half, and so hopefully I'll be able to find another shirt. Um, while there, and it won't cost me like 40 bucks, you know, <laughs> arm and a leg, because you, know you know how these conventions go. Yeah. Anyways, um any final thoughts before we start wrapping this up, giving people our information and that sort of thing? I can't think of anything right now. No. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, if you're wanting to, to connect with us, uh, in which we would be very happy for you to do that. Um, be sure to check us out on our, we've got a Facebook page and a Twitter account, facebook.com slash talking time Lords. Our Twitter handle is at talking time Lord, because apparently adding one more character would have broken Twitter or something um, to that. So it's talking Time Lord instead of talking Time Lords for Twitter. Uh, just, uh, one more character, folks. Anyways, um, we also have a website, uh, www.talkingtimelords.com. It is under construction, but it should be getting built up um, you know, very quickly here. So by the time you hear this episode, there should be something there uh, that you'll be able to check out. So if you want to check out the website, that would be awesome um please get in contact with us uh tell us how you like the show tell talk to us about you know different doctors you like or what episodes you're watching now we, we just want to get uh connected with you and interact with you the listener uh because you, you're kind of the companion for this show so when we love having you guys along um and if you're interested in seeing episodes of the show and you don't know where to find those episodes you can contact us on our facebook page and we can get back with you on that and give you some information on those as well yes especially if you're looking for some classic episodes so um like you know we like we like watching those i was i was going somewhere with that and my tongue got tied and i have no idea where that was going <laughs> anyways um all right well i think this wraps up the very first episode of Talking Time. Yes. Just, yes. It's been episode one, my Doctor Who story. Um, for Paul, I'm Jason. Thank you everybody for watching, or watching, listening to this. Um, 
And until next time, may you hope far-flung hopes and dream impossible dreams. Thanks, guys. 